David Coverdale and Whitesnake have a uh, new album, the Blues album, available February 19th on CD, double LP, blue vinyl, and he joins us now. David, how are you? Hello, David. Good morning. Good morning. Where's Torg from? What planet? What dimension? <laughs> Torg? I'm from Minnesota. At the last. Yes, Torgerson is my last name. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, usually you get a few butterflies interviewing you big rock stars, but David Coverdale, because I follow you on Twitter, I feel like I know you. You are an interesting follow. Thank you so very much. Yeah, we have uh, really, I've been spending the last year in these yeah. appallingly challenging times just trying to keep people's spirits up, including mine. Because you're funny, man. You're funny. It's very, very, very challenging. You know, the, it's uh, really hard for those of us who actually, well, for everybody, there's no question. But um, one of the things on my Twitter, which is a global scenario or social media, I'm very happy to say, is that everybody's dying to get back to concerts. So wear a f***ing mask. <laughs> back, yeah. You know? Yeah, get the vaccine, man. We can't wait. Because you guys, weren't you guys ready to tour on a tour when this hit? And you had to cancel it, correct? Yeah, we'd sold out a tour. Uh, it was so, it was actually going to be uh, my farewell tour. I mean, a real farewell tour, not one that took 10 years, you know. <laughs> a continual, yeah. continual forever to farewell tour. Now, um that was supposed to be 2020 going into 21 in this this year. Um, my farewell to Big Arena Rock, you know, it's uh, it's it's a, a very physically challenging thing. I'm in pretty good shape. We started off in 2020 in the Far East in Australasia. Uh, was doing really good, and then you know the poop hit the fan. Yeah, is that why you did? Because if people don't realize, you did the rock album, then love songs, and now the blues album. Is that why you put this together because of COVID and you wanted to put stuff out? No, 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 no. It's a, really a labor of love. These are kind of what you would call taster albums for things to come. I'm regarded as a kind of legacy artist now, so a lot of my work, um, we've, we've been putting together box sets, working with the, uh, Rhino and the Warner Music Group. Um, and I said, you know, I said, these would be great. This is an awful lot of stuff to expect people to ante up 50 bucks a pop. I said, so let's give him some good sampler albums to show what's coming. You know, trailers, like he would see a movie. Right. And hopefully fl fluff up the chakras and get him some interested. So we planned it. We just had to move it back a little bit. All of the trilogy was supposed to be released while I was touring last year. Oh, okay. If, indeed, you know. Well, uh, so we, we had a big talk with Warners. Is this insensitive, thoughtless, you know? Uh, uh, during the condition, uh, and then you do sort of your basic market research and see, oh, my God, Netflix is just going through the reef with people. You know, Disney Plus, uh, Apple, all of these companies were getting sure. amazing, you know, because people were going to be stuck at home. And really, most people are going to end up with bifocals, so I thought it's absolutely necessary for us to give some ear candy as well as eye candy. <laughs> uh, and that worked out very well for us. And we're just now coming in, as you know, to the, the final, the third episode of the Red, White, and Blues trilogy. It's very exciting. And the, re the remastering of these songs is so special. We just heard uh, Steal Your Heart Away, 
And your your vocals, brother, we do a lot. We interview a lot of guys, and I can't say that about all of the old artists, but your vocals have really held up. That is a great song. Thank you. Fortunately, I'm, I'm still not farting dust, so there's still... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There'll, there'll be time yeah. for that. Well, David, when you put something together <laughs> like this. I told you he was funny. <laughs> so when you put something together, because Jerry just mentioned Steal Your Heart Away. That's the first song. And so I we had an early sampler. So we got it a couple nights ago. I'm up in my attic. I turn all the Bluetooth speakers and I play Steal Your Heart Away. And right away it's rocking and this thing moves and it sounds great. A complete listen all the way through. Do you, when you put this together, do you say, okay, first song, I want Steal Your Heart Away because I want it to rock right out of the gate, or am I just reading too much into this? No, not at all. There's a great deal of thought goes into it, uh, structuring things that, uh, that, you know, it's like a conversation. You don't blow all your or sex. You don't blow all your cookies immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. So it's a build. You know, I've always arranged albums as if I was doing live shows, so... When you go to a live show, who who opens with a ballad? Yeah. um, Maybe Adele, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But but no, um, it has to be, uh, I play Notice Me Music, and that's a big one. It's a great example of a song Doug Aldridge and I wrote uh, when, uh, I'm not sure if you know Doug, but he's a fantastic songwriting partner. We had 10 amazingly fulfilling years together. And uh, it was very funny, actually. I don't know whether you're a guitar player. But for some reason, while we were doing the album, uh, putting it together, he had this thought in the back of his mind that this was going to be like a, a B-side, almost throw away. I'm going, are you kidding? I'm opening the album with that. He went, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, all the hair flying. And he was, can I do the solo again? I said, sure, you know, of course. <laughs> you know, because I thought the song was a great transition from the earlier style of Whitesnake. It's yeah, more electrifying blues rock. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and you can hear it too, and that's why it's it's called the the blues album. So I, so you can get this on vinyl and pre-order it vinyl. now. If you're yeah, out there listening, pre-order it now. Blue, uh, it's uh, it's you know I don't know whether you remember I did a tribute to one of my many retirement albums. I did a tribute to Deep Purple uh, called the Purple Album, and we used uh, the White Snake logo, but with beautiful flawless amethysts. You know the purple aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with this one, we've used, uh, we tried rubies for the Love album, just didn't translate. But these are sapphires, baby. Those are beautiful sapphires. And the vinyl, uh, which you can always put more uh, detail in because of the size of yeah. the uh, is in bas relief. So you can, you know, even Stevie Wonder can read it. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with David, what was your first vinyl album you bought that got you hooked on rock and roll? Oh, my God. Well, when I was no CDs or cassettes, when, uh, I think probably the first one I bought uh, would have been, oh, my God, Hendrix. Okay. Hendrix, so- are you experienced? He's my muse, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, I joined I joined a local band. My talent was kind of, a, not now, of course, <laughs> the times have changed, but my talent was kind of older than me in the local uh uh, in my local community. So I always ended up working with older guys. Those days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. You know, learning about all all, all of this kind of uh, stuff from these older guys was really encouraging and set me up for, you know, uh, all of the stuff, eventually getting into Deep Purple. 
Uh, it's been a hell of a journey, and, and evidently it still continues. So I'm just rolling with it, dude. All right, that being said then, a young David Coverdale, who was the first like huge rocker that you met and said, holy shit, I can't uh, believe I'm meeting so-and-so? Well, uh, I, I think uh, a couple of the guys in Deep Purple were kind of disappointed when I almost climaxed reading Jeff Beck. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not. He's a you big know, one, Jeff, right? Jeff, I'm a gigantic, gigantic fan of Jeff. You know, uh, the two guitar. I'm, I'm very well known for working with really extraordinary musicians, but a, a lot of focus goes on the guitar players that I um, that I hear and um, think can help me take White Snake a step further. And I can help them spread their wings and express themselves, and vice versa. Um, but the, uh, that's the bottom line for me is being able to express yourself, which is the blues, you know? So I'm all my sphere of influence is soul music, blues music, you know, Muddy Waters, Bobby Blue Bland, Stevie Marriott. Remember him from Humble Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Stevie, Stevie was uh, in a band called the Small Faces, which turned into the Faces with Rod Stewart. Uh, but. You know, Jeff was the first guy I met in an amazing watering hole in the center of London called the Speakeasy. You had to walk through a coffin to get in. It was very funny. Like, based on the old speakeasy you guys yeah, had yeah. in Prohibition. Uh, and I'd meet these people. I'd be introduced as the new singer of Deep Purple, and suddenly I, I'm being treated as an equal by all these people I'd just been paying to see for the last summer, you know? Uh, it was pretty amazing, amazing experience. But David Jeff, Jeff was the first one that blew my socks off. David, <laughs> is there still a groupie that stands out after all these years? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phoenix, eighty-eight. <laughs> all right, partner. Hey, great stuff. Big nose and tell me what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Blues album, pre-order it now. David Coverdale, you're awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you so much, guys. You stay safe and well in this terrible, terrible time. All right, so long.